Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Now, as I listen to that beautiful song from the Southern River Band, I just I just start pondering, what were Simon Beaumont and Mark Reddings doing while that was playing while I was away in Europe? G'day, mate. Al- uh, Shoulder Footy Cast. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. Hello, Scully. Great to have you back. I mean, what a contrast. You've been in Belgium. Now you're in the back chat studios. You were talking to Ricardo, perhaps, and now you're talking to Reddings. Couldn't be any more <laughs> contrasting emotions than what you're going through. Are you sleep-deprived? Are you jet-lagged? I, I did, I did, you did ask what, what day it was, and I, didn't, I couldn't answer your question, so that probably summarised. I'm, I'm actually feeling okay, but no Dan Const. He's, uh, he's at home uh, icing. Uh, Two yeah. words for him. Yeah. Soft. <laughs> and I'll say the second word because we went with cock. Is yes. <laughs> yes, very good. I'm sure we'll be happy to listen. Look, you boys have held the show up very nicely. I, thought, I didn't know if I was coming back to a job, to be honest. Al Bowie was uh, actually just pitched a tent in the corner there, so he was ready to, <laughs> to come and join for good. Oh, uh, very good. That was the Southern River Band, boys. We've got the Shelter Footy cast here covering all things West Australian footy. So we do have a bit of West Coast news, even though they're not in the finals. Uh, you can follow us on socials, Shelter Footy Cast. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au is our email address. You can uh, watch us on YouTube, listen to us as a podcast. Shelter, born and brewed in Bustleton, WA. Of course, flag mantle's still happening as well. We're going to go through some big... Ma- yes, that's right. There's not much gear line over there in the corner, is there, Skeet? Hey, did you see that? I did. Did you see the back table? I did see it. I did. Kumar yeah. from Kuda's sorted that out, hasn't he? Very good. Now, let's get into some big moments. A fair bit's been going on this week. Um... I want to start with the new TV rights deal. Seven and Foxtel, get it done. Seven years, $4.5 billion. It'll go through to thir- uh, 2031, um, I-, I believe. Yeah, I'll just, you know when that, that number comes up, it's a bit like the Brisbane Olympics, you think, Jesus, how, am I, how old am I going to be when that <laughs> yeah, finishes? Yeah. So it's a long way it's, away. It's a fair way off. It's, not, it's almost a decade away. So yeah. there's two more years to run in this one. Uh, $4.5 billion, the richest deal in Australian sports broadcasting history. Uh, but I can tell you that Paramount came pretty close to upsetting uh, the, the bit of the incumbent. So Maybe like bid more even? I think mate, the relationship might, held up? Yeah, so they bid more. I think at the end there was a bit of a top-up from whether it was News Corp or 7 to get the bit across the line. I suppose in many ways on Saturday at the footy, the, the elimination final was, if not a giveaway, it was a sign that things were pretty good between Gillian McLaughlin, uh, Kerry Stokes, Richard Goyder, all sitting almost together at the uh, at the footy. So um, that you, was... Can, when, you, can you speak about where you were last night or we can't speak about no, that? No, I just, I got an invite, which was very nice. Got an invite to go to a, a, a seven network. Just, it was a, a soiree for about the celebrating the, the rights being achieved. And look, I wasn't there when Mr Stokes spoke about the... Uh, the winning bid, but oh, I'm told he was quite emotional about how money can now filter back to, to grassroots footy. Um, there's there's obviously more than just you know the bells and whistles that come with the AFL. So yes. I think it was a pretty significant deal for him. And uh, yeah, there was look the who sort of footy soiree soiree yeah. Any so, shelters on the soiree? Uh, no, I did have a glass of French champagne <laughs> at the back end of the Boy. night. But, so, no, it was really and you know congratulations to seven apart from five years have really owned footy yeah. in this country and uh, whether. 
some people say they do a great job. Some people say they don't. Um, they have been invested in it in a long time, and, um, and and so too Fox. And look, from a WA perspective, I think it's actually a better deal for free-to-wear, given uh, what we know in brief. There's going to be a Super Saturday component for Fox for the first eight rounds, yep. of which there's going to be some delayed games for the Eagles and Dockers, as there are now. There are six games, uh, three of each, essentially, on, a I think, a 160- or 180-minute delay. A holdback, as they call. Now they're going to be 120 minutes. So there's still going to be some delayed footy, right. but you're going to be, what, two hours and you can watch it on delay. That's a, a part of the deal that Fox wanted to get across the line to drive subscriptions. And conversely, Seven wanted to get their streaming platform, Seven Plus, which to be able get. which they have been able to achieve to enable people to watch footy on their streaming. Because streaming now, uh, we know what KO's doing. You know, I, I don't actually watch it. You probably more. That's, a, I, that's all I watch. Yeah, footy and that's, that's, I guess, an indication of where you are with technology. <laughs> I know I am. But I'll, I'll sit there and watch it on the, my TV at home, but not so much on my phone. But that, that is the future. Well, it is. Um, the, free, the free-to-air component, I mean, before this deal was done, I, I guess I – uh, maybe, because, again, because of age and technology, I sort of don't see the importance of it. But now it is put together, I do see that, you know, footy for all is a good thing. It's not a, certainly not a bad thing. So, um, yeah, to, to see Seven get it done, Foxtel get it done, and you're right. KO, uh, a big component of that with the streaming services and Seven Plus as well. Um, it's a good deal for footy. Like, they're, they're, you don't have to break it down too much. I did read uh, a, a little breakdown about how much – uh, the deal is per minute of footy. It, it's not a mouth-watering amount if you add in the 100-ish games of AFLW as well, which you need to add in, given that in 2031, you'd think in 10 years' time, that game's going to be a lot more advanced than it is right now. It's around about $25,000 per minute of footy uh, over the entire deal. So um, if you add in uh, what advertisers give back to those companies, it's a... It's it's being touted as a pretty fair deal. Um, Seven and Foxtel may you know may have paid a little bit more than they were originally going to, given the bids of the others. But the AFL have got a good deal out of it as well. So it's not very often you hear those sorts of things. Like it's a good deal. <laughs> it's a good deal. Yeah. Let me finish my story from last night. Okay. Uh, we're leaving. Good. Uh, it wasn't late night. Um, and again, great to be invited. And it's you know Seven's done a terrific job. That we're <laughs> I'm walking down the steps with uh, with Adrian Barrich and Ben Cousins, who was was there as well. Yep. And uh, very quiet night. But we're just walking down the steps. And at this residence is where. Mr. Stokes keeps a lot of his artwork, and so we, we sort of wandered left and right, and we sort of about to go into an area because we're trying to get out of the building. Um, and we sort of we think to ourselves, "This art." And I just looked over your right shoulder and saw a poster of Shelter. And I'm thinking, what a contrast to last night, where there was Picasso, Picasso. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and we're thinking, and we've got James McMahon is a terrific fella. He works for for Mr. Stokes, and he's a double West Australian of the Year. Uh, he said, "No, boys, don't go in there. Um, we're going to keep you going down the steps because you can imagine the alarms going off. Uh, us three, like you know, the three students trying to get out. And poor old Cars would be the bloke that gets pinged, and we're we're just trying to get out of the building. But no, it was a, 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 by the way, Cars in in really good. Um, form, you know, in terms of just sitting. He there. looks good too. Yeah, he looked good. Seems the photos good. on so, socials of him. Um, no, it was it was it was quite just breaking news. Mark Reddings and Adrian Barrett found in the office of Kerry Stokes with a with a Picasso under his with a Brownlow medalist uh, trying to get out of the building. But anyway, all uh, all worked out okay. We got home safely. Very good. Let's get to some more breaking stuff. Uh, Christian Petrarca, he's um, you know touted to play. He's apparently got a broken leg. So hairline fracture. That's a broken it. leg, mate. Uh, just so you know, a fracture is a break. 
Well, my so, mum so would you say, tell me, growing up, a fracture is a break. So hamstring awareness is a torn hamstring, which yeah, it, it really is. is because absolutely. It's absolutely. Torn. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, look, everyone everyone involved in that situation says he's going to play. It's, he's, this is a big issue because he's um, the best player or one of top three best players in the league. Um, do you play with a broken leg? Apparently he can. So I think that's oh, – I mean, you can't hold him out. It's elimination final as well. Yeah, no, look, I've – there's two lines of thinking. I mean, someone like David King has suggested you wait, you know, hold him back for the Ge- a Geelong meeting if that was to be the case. The but thing with a broken leg is that it won't heal in a week. No, exactly. So, uh, end of the day, if he doesn't play and you and you lose, and he probably could have got through at ninety percent, you're kicking yourself. Well, anyway, it's too late. Yeah, and but, so. But then, got- if if you play him and uh, he snaps his leg because it's it's weakened. You're probably kicking yourself too, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're make decisions in it's life. Not, don't you? It's not like it's a qualifying final. This is there's no second chance now, so you just yep. got to roll the dice, and that's what they're going to do. And um, yeah, I think it's probably the right move. And he's you know, well, Bailey Ken's got the cork calf as well, so he's not going to be a hundred percent. But yeah, we'll discuss the intricacies of, of how that game pans out. Ross Lyon uh, pulls out of the Don's job, but yeah, he also spoke about uh, he was offered a job at Geelong last year. Um, pretty much. Uh, on the table, you name whatever job you want, we'll make it for you. Uh, by Stephen, Stephen Hawking and Chris Scott um, down at Geelong, and he denied, uh, turned it down, and he said in hindsight it was a bad decision. So he's sort of been floating Where around. Where is Ross? What's he doing? Oh, he's, he's on Triple M in, in, no, in no, Melbourne. But what, I'm not, no, I'm not. I'm talking you dick. He's, not, he's in Melbourne. <laughs> I'm talking about it in – where is he at? Because he doesn't want to go through any process. We saw that with Carlton. Yep. We've seen it with Essendon. Uh, yep. he, mind you, he, he, some of his one-liners are pretty good when you think of what he talked about. Perfect match going back many years ago. He said, yep. well, I, I spoke to Josh Marnie, put the information into uh, decks of the computer, and it spat out uh, compatibility of 37%. <laughs> so that, that's not happening. And then I think I might have been classified last night. He's talking about – you know, Matty Knight's in, gone two years later. Yep. A bit like John Warsold in and, and gone. Uh, now Ben Rutten the same. He said, you know, taking that job's a bit like uh, an organ transplant because after two years, if you're not there, you get rejected. Um, <laughs> so it's a, it's a couple of good one-liners. Yeah, very good. Look, I, I, I agree with you. He's probably – is he going to get another senior coaching job? Um, he doesn't the, look- the, the further he moves out of the yeah, game, of you can't just – Come back ten. Years he's three later. years out now, so yeah, you think he's probably more unlikely than likely, but I wouldn't completely rule him out. No, um, and who would want that Essendon job? Who who knows? Um, the last one I want to speak about, Junior Rioli, um, has has look. I don't know if he's officially said that he wants to go to Port. He, he came out and said maybe of that ilk, but then he's done another interview with another program saying that. I sort of, you know, I'm still I haven't made a decision. Has he made a decision? You've been abreast of the news. I mean, I've been yeah, in Europe. Yeah, well, it's yeah, been a little bit hard to get those news. Across. Yeah, not exactly. I mean, Junior Rioli and um, and Ronaldo probably don't go in the same sort of <laughs> sentence over there. But no, you just keep living the high life, and I'll just battle away here in Perth, which frees my backside off and doing uh, yeah, doing yeah, the, the yeah, hard yards. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I'll be right next year. <laughs> if you go for a medical at a club as he did with Port Adelaide, that's an indication to me that he's... Well, he's interested. He's, he's, well, he's more than... Yeah, I think he's I think he's gone, and I think the Eagles, if they wanted to keep him, would have offered him more. And look, there's some angst from supporters saying uh, Junior owes the club. There may be an element of that, but it is a business. It is industry. And I honestly believe, why can't the Eagles make this a result, a victory for them, trade-wise? Yeah, well, they... They've they've had some losses probably at the trade table of late, so he's he's definitely someone of of value. You know, but what value? He's not a first rounder, surely. 
Yeah, I, I was I was trying to think of that myself. They've spoken about um, Carl Amon's leaving, so they're going to get a um, Port Adelaide will get a, a discretionary pick. It's not a discretionary pick, like a, a top up pick for yeah. losing him, and that'll be maybe an early second rounder. So they could, you know, I think that's probably about fair value for a Rioli. He has the potential. I I really do think in 2019, um, the back end of 2018 and 2019, he was West Coast top three players, if not one of our best players. Um, And we lost him on the eve of finals uh, to the controversy that effectively derailed his whole career. So you look from that far back, that's almost three years ago. He hasn't played. He's played in like three losses for the club in in the past two years. He's been banned from football. He hasn't put any runs on the board that really stack up against anything. But the potential is there. What he was able to do for West Coast was, you know, I still think back, he was in the centre, but the last centre bounce to the West Coast 2018 grand final. Mm. People don't remember him as that, but he was someone that could be put into situations and just get it done. Yeah. He's, not, he's, not, he's not a conventional football player. That's four years ago, though. I mean, Correct. And we, exactly keep, we right. keep bringing up uh, issues exactly right. because the memory is so good uh, and four years down the track, uh, in brief. I'm, the potential is that he's 28 years old. He, his best footy is not behind him. I will say that. It, it can't be. He's 28. That, yeah. that's, that's young for footy. Yeah, but, but here's my counter to that. He's won a premiership, so the appetite, appetite's been sated in, in that, that aspect. Um, he's had turmoil in his private life, losing his father, and he's quite been open and saying, it's now I think I need to look after my family financially. So whether that's his priority as opposed to, to winning more flags, only, only he can tell us. But um, as I was going to say to you, Mitch Georgiades, would you – would you head down that? Would you ask the question? Oh, absolutely, yeah. you would. I mean, he's a good player. As, as a straight swap or something along those lines? Yeah, for sure. And, and given his age bracket, he's a little bit more, more older than a 17, 18-year-old you get in with a draft pick. He's, he's been through the AFL system a little bit. You'd be silly Port to do that, I would thought. But yeah, no, wants Port to, wants to keep him out, obviously. If he wants to come home, then potentially. Look, there's lots of deals that can, you know, that can happen. Uh, I probably look at it from a more of a personal view. Premiership teammate of mine. There's been a lot of talk, both sides. Like you said, it's a, it's a business deal. The other side is he owes the footy club. I probably sit somewhere in the middle. Mm. I, I, I do understand the business side. I do understand the footy side and, and the club has backed him through some troubling times. I understand he's in some personal turmoil himself, losing his father. You and I have both been through that. So I, I, I think that has a lot to do with it. I think he probably isn't thinking that um, – you know, as clearly as he potentially ever has, and but he's got to make a decision in, in some period of time. So my overall feeling of it, I'm not very often on the fence, but I am on the fence with this one. Well, it's not it's not black and white. No, it's it? not. And I, nothing. I feel no, nothing is either. But no. I I feel almost sad about it. I really I really do. I I feel I feel sad that you know uh, I know him as the person he is. Footballer, yes, person. He's a great great person. Is he he really yeah. is. Really really, just a nice. Just a nice person. So yeah. I, th- I hope, out of all of it, that he gets a deal done that makes himself happy, that um, his family's looked after, that he's able to walk away and be happy with himself. If- and, and also, yeah, yeah. I, look, I don't think it's sad if, if that's the way he wants to do it and that's going to fulfil him. But I it would be sad if he came back playing for Port and was given some jeers from Eagles supporters, which... Yeah. You Who can't knows? stop that. But no. anyway, look, you're right. It's, it'll play out. I think he's finished at West Coast. Um but again, I still think you can you can have a result if you're the Eagles. Drag that on a little bit. Sorry, mate. We're going to get into the next part here. West Coast uh, and Freo updates. You are on the Shelter Footycast. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. 
We've done the West Coast news. That's Junior Rioli done and dusted. Their season's done. They're well and truly uh, off on Mad Monday. Tom Barras won the best and fairest. I'm sure you've spoken about that. About bloody time. A backman got that done. Fremantle v Collingwood. Flag mantle. Saturday, 5.25 at the MCG. Huge matchup. The last time they played this year, round 10, Fremantle were defeated by Collingwood, 80-44. to 44. Uh, it was Collingwood's first win in their big run of games in a row. So they do have previous history. Freo won the last three, three before that. So can Flagmantle continue or was it just a fight back for the ages last week against the Dogs and their energy won't be there this week? I think this will be the, the tighter of the two finals, just a gut feeling here. And look, it's going to be fascinating because Collingwood, we know their frenetic style, but they're up against one of the best defences of the competition. And yep. Fremantle uh, have been very good all year at stopping opposition forward lines. Collingwood, despite getting the ball inside 50 regularly, have only got a 42% um, efficiency when they go forward. So they, they go in a lot, but they have had trouble converting those entries into scores. So that's one aspect. The other one, which I think Sydney did really well against Collingwood going back a few weeks ago now, is they slowed the game down, made it m- not so much a helter-skelter. So I, I, yeah. I, I just wonder whether Justin Longmuir will go down that path as well. The closeness in the games of the Collingwood games, um, look, they've been able to win those games, but it means they give you a chance. Mm. You know, they haven't put a lot of sides away in, this year. So... Let's hope that that's the sort of game it is. I think. I mean, last week it was great that I was in Europe, but I missed potentially the greatest finals footy of all time. Oh, the, <laughs> of, yeah, the, of, the best of, weekend of finals footy. <laughs> don't worry. Probably the best game. Well, hang on. Brisbane Richmond was outstanding, but I thought Geelong Collingwood was just next level. Yeah. And then Freo Bulldogs was outstanding. So yeah, I missed every one of those, which was great. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, if I had to say which way it goes, it's. You don't see it too often, uh, a top four side losing two weeks in a row. They do often rebound the Agreed. next week. That's just history. Um, I think Fremantle can beat Collingwood, though. It, you know, I, I don't think Collingwood's this superstar top four side that we've seen of, of years past. They're a great, they're a good side, not a great side. Fremantle, I would have in the same basket. They're not a great side either. They're a good side. And when they play well, both teams, their best footy, will beat a lot of teams. It's just whether or not you can rock up. If Fremantle rocked up like they did against the Bulldogs in the first quarter, they will not lose. They will not win. There's no way you can beat a better side by giving up a 40-plus point margin. But they've done it two weeks or two matches in a row where against the Giants, they, they trail by more than five goals. So that is obviously their issue. Their starts have been poor. Um, I think they'll go in unchanged, by the way, Scoey, um, because... No Tabata? I'd, look, I think they'll travel with the team. I think... Given he kicked two goals, was okay for Peel. Jai Amos has been guaranteed his spot. Was, it, was he good? And how's that? How does it? Sorry, can it, we just touch on that? Yes. Was he good against Western Bulldogs? Yes, he was. He missed a goal from the top of the square, which at that point the Dockers still hadn't scored a goal, and heads dropped everywhere. But to his credit and the the team's credit, he got a couple of opportunities after that. And one thing he does do once he gets the ball in his hand, he, it's a it's a short um, approach to release when he kicks, which you think, oh, gee, is he going to get enough momentum? But he's a very accurate shot for goal. He did right. that with East Perth and the Colts last year, kicking 48 goals. I saw a fair bit of him there. And look, he'll hold his spot on the side. Well, he's come out, Lomio has come out and guaranteed his spot. Yeah. That's that's pretty rare. That yeah. doesn't happen very often in finals footy. A second gamer coming into his third game and 
I think, I think in many ways just to put him at ease yeah. and and just let's not talk about this. I think it's more Griffin Logue who might be a bit sore off the back of the weekend. He didn't – had so many chances to take marks um, and just couldn't get the job done. So that's the question mark for for Justin Longmuir. Does he go in? And look, Tabs is obviously super keen to play. Yep. Um, and if there is to be a change, Logue out and in comes Tabiner. That That's the only – unless there's other – they had cramp issues, but that's all – so that, that's, that's the only way they could hit, I would suspect. It will be a big deal if you do hear some background noise. I think the uh, hard rubbish is getting collected from out in the driveway <laughs> here at Backchat Studio. So I'm, just, I'm more concerned about hearing a clang, which means they might have hit my car. So <laughs> my Kia might be in danger. We'll make sure that gets I, saved. I, I, well, yeah, I was going to say, they're not going to confuse the Kia with the hard rubbish. They're, no, no, that's no, true. No, but I just, you know, these garbos, it's early for them and sometimes their driving leaves a bit to be desired. A bit like your mate Daniel at the moment. Yes. Just, uh, just ticking along. Damo, Damo's car could be in danger out the front. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Uh, and what about Collingwood? Taylor Adams, he's out for the season. Tory's groin off the bone. I mean, that's a big big out for them, but he was just back. And they've been a role-playing side. They haven't been yeah. this superstar. Would have been handy, though. Would have been handy, because yeah. I saw him against Geelong, and she added, added something. Um, Jordan Degoe, he's got a bit of a shoulder complaint. Darcy Moore went off for momentarily at training today. Yes. You got a bit excited about that, which is fair enough. Darcy Moore out. Five <laughs> minutes later, Darcy Moore fine. Back, yeah. Uh, so, Andy Brayshaw's 100th game. Yeah, what a great... Young man he is, and look, he was terrific. He and Sarong against the, the Bulldogs. But these guys are going to have to back it up. And we talked about the high of Saturday night and, and what they've experienced and the comeback to try and get back and, and put yourself on a level playing field. The other thing that, and you'll be able to answer this, is um, I didn't hear the final siren at Optus Stadium on Saturday night. Such was the, the, the loud noise. And there's really? talk that the Dockers are working on, they're working on hand signals for Saturday night. because for the siren? No, because there's going to be ninety thousand people, so they can't. They won't be able to hear each other. Right. So, so how is it a factor? Can you? Is it a, a concern, or does it cause you issues when you're trying to communicate in, fr- on, in front on of field? a big crowd? Yeah, absolutely. So, finals footy—that is one aspect that's different—is the crowd and the noise. And um, good, good sides can communicate. There's very, you know, very rarely are you a backman trying to scream out to a forward, "Oh, hey, do this, get, get involved here." But um, the stuff around stoppages, especially midfielders with Ruckman, um, wingers play a big role, and especially in Frio's game, uh, they use them. Uh, you think about Blake Akers' year, Jordan Clark's played a lot on the wing. They have you know numerous people that go through there. Uh, that's the, that's a big piece in midfield rotation and midfield setup is the winger piece. So perhaps that'll be what it's about. I mean Ross Lyon. Uh, Fremantle sides always used to have a fifth midfielder for literally years, used to put their hand up. And they didn't used to hide it. The guy with their hand up was the fifth midfielder. And you could we'd watch tape at West Coast and everyone would know it. But sometimes with hand singles, you don't have, need to be secretive about it. You know, you don't you don't need to um, you know, pretend someone's doing something else. Like it, it's often good just to be really open. Mm. You put two hands up, like oh, I'm the winger. Put a big W above your head. I, I don't know. Because you're not trying to keep it away from the opposition. You're trying to make sure your, your team. Yeah. No. So that's interesting, though. That's good. Good yeah. insight by you. Uh, and the other insight is that, um, and I'm not sure if you knew this, but a bit like in your day when West Coast, if you took, was it 90 marks or 100 marks? A uh, game? 90. Yeah. Well, it, every time the Dockers have taken 100 marks this year, oh. they've yet to be beaten. Now yeah. they've been 11 wins and one draw, of course, against Richmond. So, so in those 11, every one of the wins they've taken 100. 100 marks. marks. Every every win. Yes, which surprised me. That's a lot of marks. Yeah, so that's you think about the the wow. chipping and the, the possession game that that West Coast enjoyed during your good years. Um, it's that, interesting. That's well, that's a number that is. Um, it's really interesting. They, so that's just this year. Can they do that against the Collingwood side? 
because they, they're, they're manic pressure, Collingwood. That's what they that, do. But that's, again, when we go back to that, maybe the, the Dockers have to try and slow this game down, as Sydney did, to, to play it on their terms. It's going to be difficult because uh, Collingwood will try and lure them into that sort of you know up-and-down style, which can be could be effective for them, but maybe not so much for Fremantle. Who are you picking? I go back to what you said, and I know this is going to hurt you, but I go back to what you said about top four teams, they invariably bounce back the next week. Not always, but I just think Collingwood probably at, at the MCG, I'm just concerned about Fremantle's drop-off after such a using so much petrol to get back into that game last week. So going with Collingwood. Fremantle played... Uh uh, I'm going to get this wrong. They played six or seven games in Victoria this year. Be lost, good. Lost one, yep. drawn one. Flag mantle to beat Collingwood at the MCG. And backchatpodcast.com.au forward slash merch sales to continue rolling on. Mark Reddings, Fremantle win. Absolutely. Well, that's a, that's you're probably one of the few, but that's, that's your right. confidence that's hasn't right. wavered all year. So no, there's no correct. issue with that. That's no issue right. with that. Absolutely. And we, we we differ on that. And I'm just hoping that uh, those shirts are still worth what, what you paid for them on Monday. Shelter Footy Cast here, Mark <laughs> Reddick, Will Schofield. <laughs> all right, let's get into the rest of the round. The other game the other that's playing <laughs> this week: Melbourne v Brisbane on the Friday. So this is the first game of the weekend, yep. five fifty p.m. MCG. Both MCG games uh, on the weekend. Last time these teams played, round twenty-three. We don't have to go back too far. Melbourne absolutely dominated the Brisbane Lions. I believe it was Shelter Footycast night at the Federal Hotel in Fremantle. I'm almost. Is it? Was it or not? When we were there. Yeah. No, that was St Kilda and Brisbane. Yeah, that's right. That's. <laughs> That's you, absolutely you're trying beautiful. You Sorry, are. my head's still in Amsterdam. Uh, <laughs> you asked the question, I just gave you the answer. <laughs> Melbourne beat Brisbane by uh, more than Smashed 10 them. goals, 119 to 57. Um, Brisbane haven't beaten Melbourne since 2020. Uh, Brisbane haven't won at the MCG since 2014. All signs lead to Melbourne. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. Uh, I've got concerns about Brisbane. At the MCG, uh, no Oscar McDon- uh, Oscar McInerney, should yep. I say. That's, that's, that's big. And he lost him in the first minute last week. So to win last week was huge. Uh, Lockie Neal, how good was he? 39 touches, but he needs help. Yep. They do get some players back. I mean, I think Rainer's back off suspension this week, which is huge. Ainsworth as well available. Um, but they're going to bring back Fort to, to help out in the ruck. That's selection-wise, is going to be what they do. Um, interesting, when they've won the clearances this year, Brisbane's record has been outstanding in terms of winning matches. Um, but Melbourne, with Clayton Oliver, that has not been possible. They've just He has just owned Brisbane um, the last few times they've met. He's just completely smashed them, uh, racking up huge numbers. And so I, I, that's... Do they that, tag him? Mills tagged him last week, didn't they? Uh, they should. And yeah. going to... Devin Robertson did a pretty good job up at the Gabba on... Prestia. Now, yep. Prestia injured himself late in the first half, I think it was. But uh, I think Devin Robertson, I'm not sure what the reticence with, with clubs is to, to use a run with player or a cooler, as Simo says. Yeah. Why? The, if, if I was Brisbane, I'd be doing that with yeah. Oliver. If you've got someone like Robertson who can do that job. Yeah. Conversely, if Melbourne's got somebody who can have a look at Lockie Neal. Not with harms. Not yeah. with harms so so yeah. I'm not sure why there's this almost like a whether it's the ego of clubs or whether they, they always say, oh, we just go about our business. Oh, I, I think I, it's an ego thing. I think do you're you right. really? Yeah, I, I think it's ridiculous. Why would you not Why would you not play on the best player? And look, if, if at quarter time he's got you know 13 touches, etc., we'll maybe change it up. But if you can try and nullify a Lockie Neal, a Clayton Oliver, why not? 
Um, Bill Belichick in the NFL, that's that's what he's renowned for. He, uh, as a defensive coach, will double team the opposition's best wide receiver. So and if, leave one free. Yeah. So if if you if they're gonna get beaten. They're going to beat them with their role players. Yeah. And if they're too good, they're too good. But don't get beaten by what you know. Like, that's a Ross Lyon thing, isn't it? It is. Uh, and by the way, um, this time in 24 hours. Yeah, so that starts. It's back, 20, baby. Yeah, NFL. Was, yeah that yeah. starts in 24 hours. Buffalo Bills, LA Rams, giddy up. I might have to get my bets on, maybe. Um, what about May? Who does May go to? Does he go to Danaher? He shut down Buddy completely last week. Probably. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the options up forward. McStay was good for them. But uh, I mean, they've got May and Lever, so I mean, yeah. it's it's probably a, they're well placed in that position. Um, are you you getting a bit worried about Melbourne? Given I mean, they're forming the back half of the season. We've seen some really good performances, but they have looked vulnerable. They've had periods, even against Sydney, where they dominated. But again, they fell away in the second half. So um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not worried about Melbourne. I mean. Um Sydney's been my kind of like little ride or die this year, but other than Flag Mantle, so I'm happy to see and that. The Bulldogs, they, yeah, yeah, and Fremantle. Um, anyone else? <laughs> you had a, a few going. Well, someone will win it. Oh, that's for sure. Uh, Melbourne, I still am pretty hot on, especially against Brisbane. The MCG. Yeah, oh. no, I don't think we can argue against that. Look, Charlie Cameron, they haven't won there for what do you say since 2014 or yeah. so. Charlie Cameron will have to have a night out. It. What is he uh, within three goals of reaching 300 in his career? The Ruckman hurts. Absolutely. Dawn Jackson, McInerney, no McInerney, that, that hurts a lot. They won't get the supply, but sometimes what happens with the midfield there is you, you, you know you're not going to win. Okay, So Gorn and Jackson will win all the hitouts, so you change your structure around the footy, and it can make you more accountable, more defensive, and maybe that's a good thing for Brisbane because Brisbane have always been notoriously known for being a really attacking midfield, someone that, you know, Neil can go and have 40 touches. Maybe they don't do that, and maybe that's the way to beat Melbourne. We won't know until it happens, but... Look, I, I don't see Melbourne getting too challenged by a Brisbane side. Um, uh, I, I don't know how Brisbane get it done. Is there a way you could argue that they do? Well, in a shootout. But again, Melbourne have shown the template to beat them in the last couple and, and convincingly. They so. will get Rayner back. They'll get Answorth yeah, back. Yeah. They're both good players. Yeah, but suspension, as, as I said earlier. But they, yeah, you're right. They get, they get some numbers back. Darcy Fort in the ruck's going to have a huge task. But for me, I just I just can't see. I mean, they've got – I mean, Mitch Robinson is a guy that – he's at the – could be his last year, let's, yep. let's be honest. There's a couple of blokes. Uh, Callum Archie came back up. He spent about three weeks, I think it was, overcoming that knock from, from Paddy Cripps. Yeah. Um, so it just shows you that that was a, that was a brutal blow. Um, so we've completely written off Brisbane, and uh, I think so. and they'll, well, probably, they'll probably win on the weekend. Well, but, well I, think for the, I think for the finals, I'm hoping that Melbourne wins because I think it, it sets it up Melbourne-Geelong, intriguing, exciting. Yeah. I think if Brisbane get there, they could get absolutely you know, demolished. But that's just, you know, that's part of finals. Sometimes you see the, the upset. That's the two games of the weekend. We've both, uh, we've both picked Melbourne. I pick Fremantle. You pick Collingwood. Game on. Shelter footy cast. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield. Uh, now, a couple of little PTIs. Mm. Um, I want to ask you, after four tight games this weekend, um, can we expect to see two very tight games this weekend? I'll put my hand up. I said but to Bowie last week, I thought there'd be maybe one game decided inside a goal, outside of that I said blowouts, which it was because it was a 13 points and a 22-pointer. Um, so, yeah, no, I was wrong last week. It was, but I think no one expected that to be as good as what, what it was. Oh, but, unbelievable. So this week I'm saying no, there won't be two tight games because I think the MCG will be 
uh, five to six goals. What about uh, what about? And I say Friday night MCG. Okay, I I think the Brisbane Melbourne one will be a blowout. Yeah, so we yes. Yeah, and I think Freo Collingwood will be tight because Collingwood, as you say, you rightfully say Collingwood. I I just can't envisage them beating Fremantle by seven, eight, nine goals. Yeah, correct. But um, you know, this is this is why finals are a bit unpredictable. But yeah, the Collingwood element they just don't know how to win big and they don't know how to lose big. What about if Fremantle? How about this one? If Fremantle continue on, say they do make a prelim final here, you're going to go to Sydney and and uh, no, no. then you'll you'll start a merch I'll, stall in uh, I'll watch in Oxford Street. I watch it in Europe. Uh, <laughs> Does Jackson um, – does the value of him decrease as their performance this year increases? But also, the question is, does his value decrease by what we're seeing from him? Yeah. I mean, he, he just isn't playing to the same uh, – I don't know if we've got the expectations too high. I don't know whether he's still I just, think they are. I think, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. He's a he's – a, a Young, young, he's a, young man. Yeah, he's a pinch-hitting ruckman. Yeah. That isn't really a key forward. Like yeah. He's not going to lead – he's not going to be your number one ruckman – and he's not going to be your best forward. So what? Yeah. what is he? Like, he's just – he's a very good player. But he, he's neither of those things. So I think he's overvalued. And as Frio do better and better this year, I think they potentially need him less and less. So do you think – I mean, do you think the deal's done? Just, I mean, I know you've got no idea. But do you think – could it be buyer's remorse, as they say? And, and if they've gone a long way down the track to, to promising Jackson and, and vice versa that – they're, they're going to consummate this at the end of the season. It's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I know. Um, Fremantle, um, the, way, the way it's you know, uh, sorry, uh, yes, yeah, sorry, I, I was distracted there. But the last one, Fremantle should be playing Tabena if they want to win this week. Not necessarily. You don't no, think so? Do you? I don't think it's a, a, a given that he he's not the the key to them winning on 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 Saturday night. I'm going to say mind. I'm going to say I think it's unheard of that a third game and gets guaranteed his spot. Four finals. I played almost 200 games. I got guaranteed a spot one week in my whole career. <laughs> so a third game and getting guaranteed into an elimination final, semi-final, I think that's outrageous. Hmm. So I don't know if they sh- that means he should play or not. But I think it's, I think it's added a bit of energy to the team. I, yeah, I it's agree. Good. It's unusual. I think Logue is the player that's. I mean, you talk about he's not really. He's a defender, yeah. but they're well served in that department. Yeah. I don't think he's a. I mean, he's a forward, but he, he was dropping marks last week. He's not going to kick him any. He's guys. been dropping marks all, all yeah. year, but he does compete. That's yeah, what that's he true. He's, he's almost like a defensive forward. Um, yeah. I, 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 look, Tab's as good as he can be on his night. I mean, if he's available and he's fit, and Griffin Logue saw, I've got no issue with that. But I don't think. It's sort of like he's the player that's going to make or break the Dockers. Very good. We've got some mailbag in this week. Skeet, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au if you want to send us an email and we'll get to them. How about this one? Hi, Will and Skeet, super pumped for the Freo game this weekend. Love seeing them back in finals. On their forward options, look like only uh, two on a miss. Uh, Amos. Or no, it's a miss. We're not sure. We're going to clarify. I've I've called him Joe, Joe Amos for... I think it's Amos. Yeah, anyway. But yeah, of course, the Tabernacle and Logan play. They all play uh, and very different styles, and they play different roles. What do each of them bring to the team, and what combo would you like to see out there, both for this week and into next year? We've sort of sort of touched on that, but now. yeah, um, Amos <coughs> more that Roma. He's a bit of a bit lead up. Yeah, exactly, lead up forward, uh, decent hands, very good set shot for goal. So that's 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 him in a nutshell. Tabs has got a great um, engine, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, great engine, strong mark. Um, can be a good kick on goal, but has been out of form and injured. 
Yeah. So he would be the most unreliable out of these three at the moment. Yeah, although Logue, to me, isn't a natural forward. No, he's not. He's a role player, but I think he's the most important out of the three because of the role he plays. He brings the ball to ground. That's what they want. They want a contest forward of the footy. They don't necessarily need a guy kicking five goals. No, but there are times, and again, you didn't see the game, there probably half a dozen times last week where, now whether he's sore or not, where he was in a very good position to take a chest mark or, or a mark overhead. Mm-hmm. And you're right, doesn't have to go and kick the goal. But he, Was it wet? Oh, no, it was wet during the day, but I don't think that was an excuse in, in that area. I just thought he had a, a bad night with his hands. So, look, I'm, I'm not saying throw him out the out the, the boat, although it looks like he's going to leave at the end of the season anyway. But, yeah, if they can if they can manufacture the three of them in the side, which I don't think they can, because I think it's important at the G to have Switkowski and Walters and um, those small forwards doing their best work. By the way, Bailey Banfield... Um, we talked about it a while ago, but he has officially signed the two-year deal. So, uh, And he'll continue to be the Medi-sub for the next two years. <laughs> exactly. Well, he's been the Medi-sub for his whole life. Um, there you go. Very good. Thank you very much for the email. Hello at of some combo of Bowie, Scoey and Skeeter. <laughs> very good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you think Willie uh, Junior Rioli owes West Coast anything? You don't? No, not not necessarily. Because I, I think the Eagles can get something out of out of the, the trade. Uh, on face value, yes, they've they've looked after him. And maybe they're a bit miffed that he wants to to explore his options, but it is it is footy. That, you know, if he was if he was like out of form for a year, and the Eagles want to explore their options, I mean, that's it works both yeah. ways. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I still I'm I'm going to have to write an article on it. I still I still don't know where <laughs> I sit on it, so I'm going to just stay out of that one. We'll take your answer. And what is fair compensation for him? Do you think that early second round pick is the? Oh, or do you think he's a first rounder? I don't think he's a first rounder. Right. Um, I'm I'm just my quandary is. Do you look at a player or do you just look at a, a draft pick? Now, if it's a Mitch Georgiades, I'll be thinking definitely consider it. Yep. Something to look at. A Sam Pal Pepper, probably not. Yeah. Um, who was the other player? Carl Amon, of course, through the compensation pick gives you that second rounder. So, I, I, Scott Lysett's too old to come back as a ruckman, is he? Yeah, well, it's a good, good question. Good question because they are desperately in need of one. But Lloyd Meek's sitting on their doorstep down the road. So that, not that they're going to be able to get him. No. But yeah, right. Uh, I, I prefer I prefer to go draft a draft pick than a player, unless there's something really juicy on the table for the Eagles. Very good, thank you very much, Slick Rick. Uh, next one from Brett. Hi team, loving the pod. Been a great addition to my weekly rotation. Thanks for listening, Brett. Either of you had much of a look at this year's draft prospects, and any ideas on who our WA teams might be having a crack at? You'd be more over it than I am, but maybe Yeah, not. just trying to think off the top of my head um, without notice on that one. But there's a kid who started playing for East Perth, a forward, Tom Graham. Uh, like him as a forward, a bit in the Amos sort of category, good hands, good kicks. So he's one. Um, a really interesting story is uh, Darcy Jones from Swan Districts. He's very he's like Caleb Daniels, got the helmet, small, quick, right. and he'll get a lot of clubs knock him in terms of what he can and what he can't do. So uh, fascinating to see where he ends up, but he he can genuinely play. Um, I know a um, guy in the Colts I've seen for Subiaco, Caden Tholstrup, is a, is a, a sort of wears number 23 and has got some really good um, traits, marking, kicking, gets up the ground. So look, there's, there's going to be a few, and Adam Jones, a state talent manager, if he, he'd be able to write down half a dozen for me, which it's getting to that time of the year where we, we look at it. But, yeah, I think we've got, got a few, absolutely it, a few. And it, It's always interesting whether the WA teams take WA players. Like, sometimes they do err on that. I mean, Fremantle certainly did last year. But sometimes they just take the best available. So West Coast, of course, will have the higher picks this year. 
and they'll be the ones we're watching. Do they go and take an interstate draftee or do they take someone from, you know, home? I've, I've seen both work, especially at West Coast. Um, do they want a WA talent or do they want someone from interstate? And not just that, do they need a mid? Do they need a forward or do they need well, a, a ruckman? I think you could probably get by without having to go to the, the – the, I mean, there is there, Best here, available. Yeah, oh, let, let me just throw us. one more name at you. And I saw him for Perth. This reminds me, not necessarily for the Eagles, but Cohen Livingston, uh, Colts ruckman for Perth, really going to attack – uh, attract some attention, I think, as well. So, but for the Eagles, given their their draft position, it's just a question, I think, of what part of the ground they're they're looking to fulfil. It's a quandary with the Ruckman situation, though, because you're not going to go and draft a 17, 18 year old no. and then put him, you know. But that's why play. that's why I mean, Sydney have done it with Hickey. Yeah. Um, clubs have been able to just yeah, let's say pinch hit on that yeah, part. Yeah. But certainly get a guy that's um like Lloyd Meek is it would get a game, I would think, at a lot of clubs. Four four years ago, West Coast had Nananui, Lysett, Hickey. Vardy, all on the list. All gone. Yep. Apart from Nick Nat. Yeah, correct. And he got a two-year deal. Who did? Nick Nat. When? <laughs> it must have been while you were away. Two-year deal, which I, I was surprised at, to be honest. I, not because he's got a, a gun, but his body, I would have thought, you know, is, is questionable. Yeah, once you get to a certain age, you start getting one-year deals, I would have thought. Mm. Well done to Nick Nat, though. Very good. Uh, hello, boys. Did you see the footage of uh, Ginnivan's? Have I done that right or not? I think it's Jack Ginnivan. Okay, but perfect. Thank you. Oh, I'm sure I've got it wrong. Chicken wing tackle. How the hell was the MRO not giving him a couple of weeks on the sidelines for that? Something very similar earned Switkowski two weeks earlier in the year. Classic Collingwood favouritism in this action. Cheers, Blake. I watched the replay when I got home from Saturday Night Footy. Um, I didn't notice it. Dangerfield's come out. Seen that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so... I'll be honest, I I heard there was, you know, some vision of it and Dermot Brereton was boundary side and had a good view of it. Here's my call. It, in a, I don't think <coughs> was there any injury sustained to the player. I, I don't think so. From my, I mean, a final, I need someone to get punched. No, 100% correct. And I look, maybe maybe it was worse. I, my whole take on it, I, you know how I feel about some of this stuff. Stuff happens on the footy field, so that just goes down. Dangerfield has a responsibility as the uh, Players Association president. Mm. He has he has a higher responsibility than any other player in the game of, because of what he says. He has weight. He's one of the best players. He's a Brownlow medalist. Um, he's playing in a team that's pr- the best side in the competition this year, and he's the PA president. I don't think he needs to be coming out publicly singling out players. Uh, um, you may or may not agree with that, but – um, well, particularly, he gave him a little clip, and it's not a big deal, and it's and it shouldn't be. But also, what he says does matter, and so if he's coming out saying it, you see other people following it. He also played in that game. He was the guy who got chicken wing. Yeah, so he, he was he was it's, I mean, he he was in the game. Yeah, so so it's not like he's commenting. Yes, yeah, so no, I, I, I do agree with you. He's not looking from the outside no. making a comment. You know, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if it's necessary for him to come out and give. Uh, give him a little whack, but also maybe maybe he's just planning some seed in case they meet him uh, in a couple of weeks' time in the grand final. I don't yeah, know. I'll tell you what. I think for the first time ever, neutrals and you've played against Collingwood. I actually got a not a soft spot for them, but they're they're, they're watchable, aren't they? Well, they compete. Yeah, yeah. A- a- anyone just wants to see competitors, and they they've got look. Ginnivan, he's just I mean, he's great. Here's here's my prediction this week. I think he'll kick four goals okay. and be a match winner okay. for Collingwood. Okay. There you go. I think I think he will be a real 
thorn in the side for the Dockers' defence. Oh, I'm sorry to sorry to say that for Freo fans. Flag Mantle down the gurgler, thanks but, to Jack Ginnivan. So who's who's gonna who's gonna shine for Freo in, in a nutshell? Um, okay, on the spot, um, not Lee Spur. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of players there. Is it going to be a uh, Lockie Schultz? I, I always like the way he goes about it. I feel like he plays well in big games. So I, I think small forwards for Freo stand up with not a lot of you know tall timber in front of the ball. I think Swikowski, Schultz, Walters, and Co. Uh, get it done for the Freo Dockers. That's it. All done and dusted. Shelter Footycast. You can find us on sh- socials at Shelter Footycast. Send us an email. Fair few emails today. Must have known I was coming back. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Watch us on YouTube. Listen to us on the podcast. Uh, anything for me, Skate, to finish us off? Uh, no. Enjoy the footy. Friday, Saturday, two matches. And then, um, yeah, we'll find out what the prelim teams are. And for your sake, I hope by 8.30 on Saturday night, you're, you're singing the, the Frio song because you've invested a lot of uh, emotional and financial... Uh, <laughs> financial... That's right. We'll just sell uh, we'll just sell uh, that painting you took from Kerry's house last night. <laughs>